in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the tranquil Glenn Stansberry. Ooh. Where'd, uh, where'd that come from? Uh, you're just a calm guy, you know? Well, on the outside, I'm calm. On the inside, inside, there's a storm. There's a storm raging. <laughs> apparently, there's a storm raging outside my house somewhere that I don't see. Mm-hmm. Because I recently got a text alert from the National Weather Service telling me to hit the basement... Maybe it was a metaphorical weather announcement. Could be. It was very specific, though. Mm. In your area, until 30 minutes from now, there's a tornado warning. Mm. Um, Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Not a cloud in the sky, mind you. Technology's amazing, Glenn. Mm. It really is. uh, I did not get any warnings, so maybe I'm not on the list to save. It's like Noah's Ark or something. (laughs) Yeah. They have a list of people. <laughs> There's only two of me. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, one Glenn Stansberry, Brian McKinney, no. Um, I don't know. Well, there you go. Yeah. So no tornado. But yes, I, I feel calm. I feel... I feel it, We were having some weird weather. We are having some weird weather. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's, it's May. You know, it's mid-May. We're, half, we're halfway through the month, and it's like 50 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. It's going to get down to 40. It feels like fall right now. Yeah. Right here. <clears> so... But it's kind of nice, you know, to use your your air conditioning. Yeah, yeah so. that's right. For your air conditioning, I don't condition my air. Nope, I don't condition my air or my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Speaking of conditioning the air, Glenn, we are co-founders <laughs> of a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, Gentleman.com is a manly little site. Mm. It's a manly big site. It's a manly medium-sized site. It's a it's a it's a site. It is a site of many proportions. All shapes and sizes mm. on gentleman.com. Yep. Uh, we have all kinds of different proportions. Something the, for everybody. From the extra small to the extra large. Mm-hmm. Sites chock full of personality. That's true. That's true. And you should get to know some of those personalities by going to gentleman.com. That's right. You uh, may be asking yourself, let's say you stumble upon this podcast, you may be asking yourself, who are these two yahoos and why, what are they talking about? What's gentleman? Gentleman is a community mm-hmm. of... Uh, a, a band of brothers, right. maybe sisters. We don't know. We yeah. actually have no idea what gender anybody is yeah, on the site. Exactly. So it could be anything. They could all be aliens, actually. But we're banded together, regardless. Right. Around a core focus, and that yeah. focus is manly content. Yep. People share, comment, like. You know. Um, actually, those are the those, those are, are basically that we collect. Yeah, collect anything you can do with content. Basically, that's right. Manly content mm-hmm. and our job every week it is upon us to highlight some of the best parts of the website that's right every week which we'll, we'll get to in a bit right we have important things to take care of first mm-hmm. so the uh the things we got to get out of the way right visit podcast.gentleman.com check to uh listen to more episodes or follow along with this episode more mm-hmm. importantly mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about some links and stuff like that and i will link up to all the stuff we talked about mm. and all that good stuff. If you go to podcast.gentleman.com, you can catch that. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, send us a letter. 
good old-fashioned letter on a piece of paper. Yep. Or, you know, the skin of some... Uh, Ooh. <laughs> this is the hide of, of some animal. What? Yeah, isn't that, that what they probably used to? Or maybe like parchment. Maybe parchment would be a better. I would go with. I would like still go with like school. the tree products. Okay, yeah, bark. Bark is a good. piece of bark. Ooh, or like a like a. Uh, uh, oh, what do I think? Like a soldering iron, like you know, charring. Oh, like, like etch into something. Yeah, etch. Right, you, you could etched. Yeah, or. or mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Well, you can do. You can do anything. It'd be a very heavy note. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can do anything. You could send us a letter. You could send us mm-hmm. a letter on any material you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had people uh, use a wax seal on the letters they send over. Yeah, that's um, pretty awesome. So anyway, yeah, get in touch with us. Drop us a line, PO Box four four two three zero five, Lawrence, Kansas six six zero four four. If you want to send us an email or catch up with us on the social network stuff, uh, we're gentlemen pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Facebook. except for Snapchat, which somebody has. No, right. <laughs> I yeah, I went to go secure it just because I was like, well, I should probably right. do this. Even and someone already picked it. up gentleman, and then I got pissed because somebody took gentleman. Snapchat. So I think we're like gentleman app or something. Who's on uh, who's masquerading as us on Snapchat? I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm Brian McKinney from from gentleman. Ooh, look yeah. at this picture of me. Who wants to chat? Chat me up. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, we should totally try to entrap whoever gentleman is. Hey, are you the real gentleman? Yeah. yeah. Send us a pic. <laughs> I really don't. This is bad because I don't really know how it's Yeah, I don't know how it works either. I, I get the basic premise of the app, but I don't understand I don't, yeah. the interactions you would have with somebody. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. I don't know. Um, furthermore, I don't understand why it's such an expensive company. Hmm. Value. Anyway, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, we're getting off in the weeds, Glenn, like we do too often. Uh, so anyway, I was going to say, our email address is howdy at gentleman.com. Uh, we're gentlemen pretty much every other social network, so you can look us up. Uh, if you're on Snapchat and you see a gentleman, it's probably not us, so be actually, careful. Actually, I think uh, there is, the, um, on Tumblr, gentleman is already taken as well. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a cartoon about <laughs> some kind of minty something. Okay. Yeah, I, I Anyway, so not Tumblr. Don't look that up. Not Snapchat. Not affiliated with that in any way. Not Plurk. No. But everywhere else. Everywhere else. That's the point. Come find us. Yeah. Okay, Glenn, let's uh, let's get into the, uh, the the drink of the week for this week. Oh, man. So I went... To, so like I was saying, we were talking about the weather. It's a little chilly. It's, it's unseasonably chilly mm-hmm. tonight. And I'm thinking, you know, I want to... It's mid-May. I want to have like a light beer. I want to have... Something maybe springy, almost summer, you know, kind of get, but but the weather's just not cooperating. Yeah. I just can't mm-hmm. buy like a a pale ale or something. I need to get something <clears throat> with a little bit more tooth to it. So we're a little, we're we're this is a this is a little off uh, the the normal path for us. This is the Omagong Brewery in Cooperstown, New York, and this is their uh, blonde ale. And you're probably thinking, well, blonde ale, well that's pretty, you know, run of the mill, pretty. Pretty, uh, pretty simple, pretty easy. No, not this Blondale. This is like 10% alcohol. Yeah, it was 9. 9.5? 9.5, 9.7. 9.5. 9.5. And uh, anyway, there's a whole backstory with, you know, monks and yeast or something. I, they're in Cooperstown, New York. I don't know what they're, where the monks well, come well, into well, it. Well, well, well. They had a strain many, of yeast. Are there any Are there many monks in Cooperstown, New York? Yeah. Two famed 
the Shoof gnomes brought us their yeast, and we used it. That lighting's really bad. Run. They said gnomes, so that, that I don't think that gnomes are actually existing things. Oh, what do you know? There's a picture of two gnomes drinking on the so label. I think uh, I think <sighs> that was a, a story in jest. You know, Brian. Here I am. I've got some beans that I want to sell you, Glenn. <laughs> Here I am. They're magical beans. Taking this marketing shtick as gospel, right? I'm thinking, oh, what a great company. They're employing gnomes. There's not a lot of work out there for gnomes. It's hard know? these days. Back in the day, there was more things to do. You got like, well, I guess the Keebler, they're, they're elves. Yeah, they're so. not really gnomes. The, 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 the only guy that's getting any business these days is the Travelocity gnome. And yes. Even that's not even on television anymore. Right, I mean, he had he had a good run though. Yeah, hopefully well, he had a good lawyer. His contracts all good and everything. Yeah, a buyout clause. Right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, not. Uh, so there's no Belgian monks or gnomes in Cooperstown, New York, as far as we know. But they make a Belgian style ale. Okay. Which is, you know, like there's uh, Trappist ales and stuff like that, where like ales that have been souped up by monks in a mountain somewhere in mm-hmm. uh, Belgium. And a lot of alcohol content. So, this beer... Sorry, Brian. I was just going to say, regardless of whether this was made by gnomes or not, Glenn, we may never know. But it doesn't matter. We may never know. Because the MTS does not... It doesn't doesn't discriminate based on gnomes or not gnomes. Little people, big people, short people, gnomes, aliens. Aliens. Yep. Doesn't care. Yeah, that's not a part of the MTS. It just wants the science. Yep. So, So let me drop some science. The four-pack... Was nine ninety nine. So yeah, that's pricey. It's pricey. However, but it's, it's really offset. Like a, it's really like an eight pack for nine ninety nine. So so that yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a it's not too far off course there. <clears throat> no, okay, maybe even win it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I would say that borderline. Yeah, we'll just call that even, even Steven. Price uh-huh. and alcohol content wipe each other out. Okay. Um, those are two of the factors that we use to gauge beers on the MTS. We also do uh, hop. IBUs, which were um, 26. 26, so on the low end. Brian and I are not hopheads. No. Neither is the MTS scale. It does not view favorably ultra hoppy, chewy beers. I'm sorry. This it's, is not, just... it's not gonna, it's not gonna, just because it's more, it's gonna take every beer in the context of what it is. So we know that this is, what, what kind of beer is this? This is a. Uh, this is a blonde ale. A blonde ale. So mm-hmm. it's gonna judge it on a on a blonde ale. Like mm-hmm. if we if we put a hoppy beer in there, yep. it's gonna know, okay, this is supposed to be a hoppy beer. You know, let's yes. judge this in the context of this is supposed to be a hoppy beer. Right. So anyway. You're right, Brian. Good good call. This is contextual based mm-hmm. rating system. Right. Uh, okay, so we got the price, we got the alcohol content, IBUs. IBUs. What what else are we looking at here? Uh, oh what do you think about the brewery's website? Decent? Yeah. It, it, it's good. It's interesting. I, I mean, try to use a lot of animation. Yeah, they uh, lie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna knock that down <laughs> against them. That's gonna count on their score. I think there's some some law about this where if if you if you're like a fool and you mm. believe it, hmm. it's what a fool believes, and then you know it, it doesn't. There's no. It's like not their fault. I think I see if, where you're going with this, but. I'm just saying hypothetically. I don't think I agree. I'm just saying hypothetically. I think I think they get off the hook. If for... you use hyperbole mm. and it's not apparent mm-hmm. that is I'm just saying it's on the side of the bottle 
<laughs> it must be true. Okay. Well, maybe it is made by gnomes. What do I know? I don't know how these these magical beers are made. Maybe they have a group of gnomes that make the beer. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. There's, there's probably Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas. Mm-hmm. Well, either Which way, we all know are, are real. Yes. Here, let me let me let me. Uh, that was fierce. Okay. Thank you. One there, and one here. Ooh, that's aromatic, Brian. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh. That's All like, right. Uh, uh, right off the top, I'm getting a lot of uh, uh, a lot of. Wow. Ooh. Is this vodka or beer? <clears throat> it's beardka. Interesting. Oh, this is like a. Uh, this is like a. It's a trapel almost or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe even a quadrupel. Man, this is like a. I need his fork. I know. This huh. is like drinking a Sunday or something. Yeah, you know but I mean? a, a Sunday that burns your eyes. Woo! Good God, this is heavy. <laughs> yes, that's Ooh. the word. Heavy. It's so heavy. <clears throat> yeah, this is really, uh, really deceiving. Ooh. I think of a Blondale. Gosh. I think thin and. Wow. Wow. This thing is hefty. Oh man. <laughs> okay, Glenn. So what? Uh, what is your take on man? Your score to input for the MTS. Let me just let me just walk through this here. Very uh, like kind of fruity, maybe. Yeah. Mm. It's like real thick and real. There's a lot of alcohol. You just taste yeah. the alcohol. You really can. Um, and not necessarily in a good way. Not necessarily in a bad way. Mm. It's just probably not what I was expecting. I mean, I knew it was going to be a little stouter. Yeah. It's not. It's not a stout. This is like a dessert beer or something. There you go. This is like you're done. Yeah. This is the last one. Yeah. Dessert beer. That's that's good. Yeah. Or like I just got done eating a steak. Right. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah. I could drink this while eating a steak, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So Sorry. back on track. I think as a beer, for what it is, ten percent alcohol. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, man. I want to rate this high, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> I have the exact same. I, I I know. Like I want to like this, but I just don't know if I really do. <laughs> but fortunately, it's not about liking or anything like that. It's science. It's all scientific. So, I'm just saying. You know. <clears throat> well, let me tell you what the science says. The science says it's probably a whew, <laughs> strong seven point five. I don't know. I'm shooting in the dark here. This is just, uh, yeah. I, I would, I would have to go. You know, it's, it's a very kind of uh, all the numbers are kind of right on point where it should be. But uh, you know, for a blonde ale, it's just really, really. It's a very specific one. It's very, it's for very specific situations. <laughs> you, you don't hop off the lawnmower, you know, in the summer. Crack open a blonde yeah. ale and just this thing would literally like blow you over. You'd fall uh, down. Man, I would be doubled over if I hopped off of a, if I was mowing the lawn and tried to suck down one of these. Can you imagine having like a like a, a Miller High Life or something like that, and then switching it out, switching to, to blonde ale? Oh. Mm. High Life sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> you have it. That's what we. That's what we need to alternate. Uh, okay. We're gonna try to get to it. Okay, so uh, you said maybe point. maybe we didn't pour this. Maybe this should have been poured in a glass or something. 
Maybe that's it. Yeah, okay, I can get I can get some glasses. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll yeah, time okay. out here. Yeah, maybe that'll kind of diffuse the. Let's try this. Uh, okay. Let's try this again here. We have glasses. Brian's using a wine glass. <laughs> Apparently, he'll be sipping his. I will be. Uh, There's this whole thing about what glasses you're supposed to use for what beers and all these things. I don't know. I don't know what glass I'm supposed to use for this. So I'm just using one. I think this beer. If you appreciate trapels and quadrupels, yeah. and the, the 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 Belgian style. Yeah, the Belgian stuff. That's what it is. It's like the Belgian style. Really, if you're into that. It, yeah, that's what's going on. I'm gonna yeah let this sit for a second. <laughs> okay, um, so you said seven. Are you sticking? You're gonna do seven point seven point five. Let me let me just give this. Another, let me give another shot here. Okay. Now it's in the glass. Maybe just not like all. We all the, right. The, the, okay. Let me let me yeah let's see if I can. That's better. That that makes it easier. Yeah, it actually is somehow. I yeah. think you just opened it up and let it breathe a little bit. Whew. All that. Whew, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to go a little higher. Okay. I'm going to go 7-7. Seven, seven. You're 7-7? Seven, seven? Mm-hmm. I'm sticking at... Oh, man. I would... I'm going to go... Oh, gosh. 7.4. Okay. Because it, it, it is improved in the, uh, in the glass, but... Man. Oh, boy. Mm. It's, a, it's it's almost not a, beer. Yeah, that's the thing. It's such a unique. Uh, I'm all for weird things, but this is it's not. It's hard to. This is an investment, mm-hmm. and I was not impaired. Uh, impaired. <laughs> I, I will be impaired. I was not prepared to make that investment. Yeah. yeah. To drink this. Yeah. So what you said? Seven point seven. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, okay, Glenn. Well, it, okay, you said 7.7. 7, mm-hmm. And then I said 7.4. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me Okay, let, let me fire up the MTS computer here, the mustache twist scale computer. Uh, and then we're going to put in this, these values here. Okay, so we said the price was 9.99 for 4. For 4. Oh yeah, for 4. Okay, let me get that in. However, then, sorry. Yeah, the alcohol yeah. by volume 9.5%. So pretty high. Okay. Um, and then the IBUs are 26. So, and we said this is like a golden blonde. A blonde ale. A blonde ale. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's give it a sec here to, to compute the, the official empirical MTS score with our patent pending algorithm. Okay. The... Hmm. Okay. Here, okay, it's printing out right now. Um... Came out okay. Here it is. It's a seven point five five. Yeah, <clears throat> that is that's surprising. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't see that one coming. Neither did I. I you know when we were going into this, I, I just I didn't figure that. But seven point five five. Okay, so well that you know that is the empirical official mustache twist scale 
uh, score according to our computer. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really you can't you can't argue with it. And let's check real quick with um, our friends over at beersnobs.com and see what they have to say about it. Glenn, what are your thoughts on what you think uh, beersnobs.com will will say about this? Oh, I think that they will. I think they're going to be hot and bothered for this. I think they're going to be. I'm going to say this is going to be a niner. They're going to get. Yeah, they're going to get in the eight, high eights and nines. <laughs> ah, what do you know? They uh, two beer, ratings. Beersnob.com. <laughs> the Beersnob.com score is 92. Yep. And the Bros say it's an 89. Yep. So there you go. How could I have ever guessed? Um, okay. Well, again, they're off on Pluto, and we're right here on Earth. That's okay with the MTS. So whatever, Beer Snob. Man, that is. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Okay, go ahead. Well, let's move on. We've been talking about this beer too long. Let's move yeah, on yeah. to the interesting post from Gentleman.com in the last week or so. Yes. All right. So first up, we have Attack by our good buddy Zamoose. Now, mm-hmm. Zamoose um, is practically enshrined in Gentleman. Um, That's right. Culture. No, uh, history. Yeah. Okay. We, need to, uh, we need to get one of those gold frames... You know, there's like mm-hmm. really ornate gold frames mm-hmm. and then have a wall that has like some moose, razorback, you know, all the all the legendary gentleman posters mm-hmm. and then like the light shining down, like the spotlight right on. Do we have enough you know? do we have enough of a wall? Do we have enough walls to make this happen? If we make the pictures really small. Okay. Like yes. if they're inch by inch okay. with little tiny gold mm-hmm. um gold frames. We can make that happen. We we might be able to. Okay. I Yeah. Without further ado, <laughs> the tack that we're going to talk about is called the Swineapple. Mm-hmm. A hollowed out pineapple stuffed with ribs wrapped in bacon. Wait, that doesn't sound right. Swineapple, hollowed out pineapple stuffed with ribs baked with ri- <laughs> <laughs> ribs baked in bacon. Ribs wrapped in bacon. Okay. Yes. And it's on a site called Needorama, which has been featured quite a bit on Gentlemen. Uh, this tack has been blown up the interwebs. Uh, it's been shared a crazy amount of times. It's kind of incredible, this concept. It's like, as, as the article puts, an aloha turducken. You take a hollowed-out pineapple, mm-hmm. you cram some country-style ribs in there, some seasoning, and then you wrap it all with uh, some thick-cut bacon. Mm. You smoke it for about five hours at 240. What's, what's a boneless country-style rib? Country-style is, like, fattier. It's, like, thicker. Do they like, rip the bone out and then? I guess I don't know how that works. I don't never get the boneless country style. That's what that's what I when I saw the post. Well, they cut around it or something. I was like, well, what? How do they? How do you deal with the bones? Like, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I like. I like the sweetness of pineapple mm-hmm. with like I've had like pineapple on my pizza and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. So I and it's not like my favorite thing, mm-hmm. but I could see how this could work. You know. Pineapple and pork are a good, mm-hmm. good uh, combination there. I uh, yeah, but this is this is something that resonated with a lot of people. They really there's something about this that must be universal to the world. It's basically like we are the world for food or something <laughs> because this is getting shared a ton of times. People love it. <laughs> we um, are the pork. Yeah. Um, Mm. And so, so yeah, so I mu- it must be it. I don't know. It, it it's it seems like a pretty pretty easy thing to pull off. Kind um, of. Yeah. There's and like it, three moving parts. Yeah, and you just put it in and 
turn it on and tune in, turn on, drop out. That's right. That's it. So I don't know, Glenn. Well, we could we could try to recreate it. I don't I don't know. I uh, I I think it's brilliant. Um, and yeah, I do want to try to recreate this. Like you said, it's pretty simple. So, like some of the creations, people go you know have these over the top food creations. They're so yeah. intricate and have so many. It's like a mishmash of crazy things and moving like, well, parts. Well, the turducken is like yeah. you know, I mean that's not an easy thing to pull off. No. Um, what was interesting about this this kind of thing to me is that you know like the turducken that ingrained itself in culture because I remember hearing about that like going to my brother-in-law's house and have him talk about the turducken and mm-hmm. I was like man this is so weird that everybody in America knows what this is you know mm-hmm. but I guess that's the power of uh, sharing photos of food on social networks or even just talking about them yeah it's like Bigfoot for uh, right for cooking right maybe not quite as rare no one's ever seen it in real life <laughs> it's just a, a, a blurry picture of a turducken right. that somebody right. put together and the thing about the swine apple was like you know anita rama they're like oh it's by this guy on facebook oh whoa, whoa, wait redu- re, you know re, yeah it was uh, actually originally here. by this guy so nobody yeah. there's a lot of lore surrounding who originally made it and mm-hmm. why well you got to get the credit right credit mm-hmm. right where credit's due man that's right you know what i mean well, and we, we gave it to Zamoose. Yeah. So. Exactly. Well done, Zamoose. Indeed. Okay, Glenn. Well, this next one, um, this is an interesting little short article. And this one's called, The Lyrics of Recent Number One Singles Average at a Third Grade le- Reading Level. Um, and this is an article on the consequence of sound. And this was posted by our good friend, Bastille. Bastille. A very incredible username right there. Yeah, it is. It's a great username. And this article is, they made this study, and I use the study, the, the term study, in very loose terms. And it says that they analyzed the reading levels for 225 songs, mm-hmm. the lyrics of 225 songs, that spent three weeks or more on billboards, pop, country, rock, hip-hop, song charts, and then give a score for the reading level of the lyrics, as mm-hmm. in second grade, third grade, fourth grade, whatever. So they found some interesting stats. They they compared all these popular artists, and they gave awards out to the highest reading level that these artists, you know, like, so you have, like, your rock artists, mm-hmm. and it turns out that Nickelback is a full grade level Nickelback. Above, above the Foo Fighters. This, so, this surprises me. Um, they compared, you know, Beyonce and Eminem. Eminem's actually the most, the highest grade level hip hop artist. Eminem. Second is Nicki Minaj. Yes. Um, and he, his grade level was 3.7 for his lyrics. Um, and I couldn't see, what was the, what was the top? The top, Nickelback was the top of the, the rock category. Yes. Who was the top overall? Reading level of the lyrics. Well, I know the the highest the highest uh, genre was country, mm-hmm. which is really surprising. Yeah, because uh, they you know country music kind of gets a bad yeah, rap. It kind of does. I mean, you kind of think it, it has like this generalization that it's like all about trucks and you know. All she left me was a cold Budweiser and a sweet potato. Yeah, <laughs> that's like basically every you know. Yeah, it's everything. Like yeah, that's how I think about uh, some of the top. Yeah, they don't have that. They don't have the chart for country up here, but 
Um, hmm. Anyway, Glenn. So yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. The the, the problem with this is this uh, this this makes for a good shareable story. Yep. But I want to see the study. Oh, it's right here, Brian. I want to see the actual seatsmart.com. <laughs> see, this 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 sounds like some kind of weird hoax. You know what I mean? Mhm. Uh some websites like to generate things like this for attention. No, no, wait. Say that again. They generate articles for attention. Let's say you can't report something that's true for attention. Hmm. Um, so why not make something up and report it? Hmm. You know that is mean? a surefire way to create some controversy. Yeah, it is. So I don't Do know. People they... share your your business. Okay, so the the top country artists, Carrie Underwood, hmm. at three point seven two. So, um, so anyway, Glenn, I don't know. This is interesting. I I doubt the validity of this study. I mean, I th- 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 how can you? <clears throat> I don't know. Well, think about this. I mean, has this changed much over the years? You know, like, think about the Beatles. Like, I think that according to this study, Glenn, it's it's steadily gone down since the early 2000s. So the past 10 years. The Beatles were probably at, like, a high school reading level. Yeah. You know, it was like Shakespeare, basically, back then. And now, it's it's clearly not. It's like C-spot run. Paul Sanka? Yeah. I'm sure his was really high reading level stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what? What about uh, Leonard Nimoy? Leonard Nimoy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bilbo, the Legend of Bilbo Baggins. Right. It's it's basically like reading The Hobbit in a pop song. Right. So you're right. That would be mm-hmm. that would be a lot higher. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is this is this is very credible. On on the other hand, I could be wrong. Well, I'm offended. I don't know why, but when I figure out why. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Uh, right. Okay, Glenn. Well, we got one more tack to talk about. Yeah, we do. This is this is a miracle of science. This is a modern miracle of science. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is this is how far we've come, people. It's a brave new world, and this is titled "Wounded Turtle Can Return to the Ocean Thanks to a 3D Printed Beak." And this was posted by our good friend, our good buddy, our legendary commenter, uh, Trig Joe. I'm a little I'm a little worried because Trig Joe, he has a uh, a penchant for posting things of the pungent. If yeah, you know what I'm saying Ryan. Yeah, I do. I know what you're saying there, Glenn. But this is not. This is very altruistic. This is this is like I said. This is like pointing out the the brave new world that we're in mm. with science and you know like the MTS computers, like this marvel of science and <laughs> a- along with that we have these amazing mir- miracles like this that keep happening we do um so the, the basic part of this story it, it, you know it, it does what it says on the tin the uh uh this wounded turtle they found this turtle uh and its beak had been completely destroyed basically and obviously, being a wild turtle, it's not able to to live on no. it, if its beak has been destroyed because it can't can't chomp down can't chomp down food. It can't do anything. So this that's when this company found out about this and got involved. And they um, it's a three D printing company. So they printed they they got the CT scans that mm-hmm. they took of this turtle, mm-hmm. and based on that, they created a titanium. 3D printed replacement beak for this turtle. 
and just like that, you got uh, you got perfect replacement beak, and the turtle is recovering now. They put this titanium beak on the turtle, and now it is going back out into the wild to live a long and he- healthy life. Oh yeah, I mean all the lady turtles. They are going to go nuts yeah. for this bionic this, beak thing. This is like uh, the must-have fashion accessory <laughs> for the summer season, you know? <laughs> and old Beaky over here has it. The uh, thing I like about this, Brian, is that, you know, it, it, is, a, it is a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, 3D printing, all these uses. All these uses we never would have thought of, you know? Saving wildlife, man. What would we have, I mean, he probably would have had, you know, a, 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 a concoction of, like, baling wire and, you know... Yeah. Q-tips or something. Probably like, yeah, bottle caps or something. Bottle caps, there like you go. Glued to his face yeah. or something. But this is an actual real replacement. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. The thing I liked about this, Brian, if you look closely, you'll see the logo on not just the top piece of the beak, but also the bottom. Yeah, B-Tech Innovation. B-Tech. Oh, yeah. yeah, they had their logo so on there. So when he's swimming around and the other turtles are like, hey... Where can I, I get one of those? Where can I get? Yeah, I need yeah. some beak work done. Right. Uh, who do I contact? And They're like, just going to get like a ton of calls from yeah. turtles mm-hmm. all over the world, basically now. Yeah. They talk. Yeah. I mean, one friend tells three friends. Yeah, it's it's like the original social network. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that 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 is yeah that is a problem. Maybe they should have thought that through before they went and put their logo on everything. But yeah. you know, um, yeah, I'm excited about 3D printing. I'm super yeah. excited about it. Um, it's one of those things where I was like, I, it's one of those things that I wanted to buy and then figure out what to do with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm that excited about it that I want to buy a $1,500 3D printer and then figure out what to build with it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't know. I digress. I, I This is really cool. I, I really, it's a great use of and demonstration of 3D printing technology. Mm-hmm. And saving, saving, saving the planet one animal at a time. All they have to do is like keep on three D printing beaks for That's turtles, right. and uh, you know they'll get shared on gentlemen. Millions will see this. They'll have their their turtles made beaks by this BT Innovations company. And he can tell his story, right? He can say, "All right, you guys, have you ever been out swimming and you see that thing on the top of the water? It's like moving really fast. Mm-hmm. Don't." Don't try to smell it. Right. Don't smell it. Right. Dive. Right. That's right. called a boat. Right. And it hurts. Yeah. You'll take your beak right mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. No. This is this is this is good. This is good. Yeah. So a uh, a, a good job to BT Innovations for <laughs> saving turtles one turtle at a time. Beaks by BT. Yeah. All right, Brian. So what are we uh, what are we going to talk about next? <laughs> Uh, we got to talk about the uh, gentleman toast for this week, Glenn. Oh. And uh, the the, uh, the toast of this week, Glenn, is for a guy named Mr. David Letterman. Ah, uh, David, yes. David Letterman is ending his run as... It, it will have ended by the time this airs. The host of The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Um, or late I'm sorry. The Late Show. That's the official cut. I always get The Tonight Show, The Jay Late Leno. Show, yep. The... You know, all the different late night TV shows. Anyway, everybody knows it's the David Letterman show. Yep. David Letterman is the longest running late night TV show, 33 years. And he's ending it this Wednesday. Um, I thought he was going to hang it up after, I think it was like 10, 12 years ago, he had some serious heart problems. And I thought he was going to have to to hang it up then. But he made a big comeback and 
got things back on track, and now he's going out, uh, and he'll probably be a legendary late night figure, just like you know Johnny Carson, Jack Parr, all the you know all the classics that have been in this this kind of television situation. What I liked about this guy's story was that uh, I was kind of reading about different things people were writing about him, and they were saying that he took it took a completely different angle to doing this show. And that was that up until that point, every host had treated it like it was a party. Right. And the idea was to be entertaining and it was like a sofa and the guests would come on and, and it'd just be like you were getting to eavesdrop at a, at a party and, and, you know, all all that kind of stuff. And David Letterman from the start was a completely different take on it if you contrast David Letterman with Johnny Carson and, right. and stuff like that. He's very he he's he he makes fun of the people that are on the show yes. and he makes fun of himself mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. So he took a different tact at it and he ended up lasting for thirty three years. My favorite, I think that my favorite thing that I've ever seen on the David Letterman show, and I saw it after it happened, obviously, but it was that um, that dispute between Andy Kaufman. And oh. that that wrestler, yeah, uh, I can't remember. That. It was Jerry staged. Lawler, yeah, Jerry Jerry, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing because it, it it was a very Andy Kaufman joke. It was him and Lawler get into a fight on the show, and David Letterman's reactions to it were just perfect. I mean, it, <laughs> it was like he had no idea what was going on. But I think afterwards they talked about how Letterman actually knew that they they were going to do this. But he he handled it perfectly, and you know, every, no one like, had to cut commercial and like all this stuff because they got into this big brawl on camera, and it was a great publicity stunt. I mean, brilliant, and it was really cool that Letterman was was cool and and got that thing done and everything like that. So anyway, um, thirty three years, quite a run. That is a long time, and I think well deserving of a gentleman toast for for thirty three years of making uh, late night television history. Yeah, it's like every single every single successful host has kind of made their own little niche, yep. but mm-hmm. he definitely he definitely made his own. He wasn't Johnny Carson, right? He never was going to be. Mm-hmm. He was edgier. He was yeah, a little bit a little bit more biting, a little bit more cutting. But mm-hmm. also, like you said, he also took jabs at himself. So it's not yeah. like it's kind of like everything was fair game, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, there's lots of great. You can go and Google. Like uh, they have, they have a bunch of these compilations of um, guests getting kicked off Letterman, or you know, like <laughs> yeah. getting into fights with people, right? And, right? Because he he wasn't just gonna, you know, right? He he was gonna throw some punches too. And, yeah, um, yeah. I like Letterman a lot. I actually had a friend who, when we were in uh, junior high, like he was in eighth grade, I think he sent in the top 10 list you know mm. and I think he sent in I don't know if he sent in just like he got one of the entries accepted or if he got a whole list accepted but I think it was just one of the entries mm. but anyway I remember him my friend having I, I thought he was the coolest guy ever because <laughs> they yeah. sent him this t-shirt right and I would David Letterman right and, oh man yeah pretty pretty cool stuff yeah well, anyway, his 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 runs over now, and I, Stephen Colbert's taking over for him. That'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. And I was kind of reading through this article about uh, Letterman style, and it seems like a pretty a pretty good choice. I mean, it seems like a good fit for that kind of audience, and to kind of keep on that 
much in the way that Johnny Carson kind of kept on with the whole Jack Parr thing. Uh, Stephen Colbert yeah. has a very similar take on a late night show that will probably perpetuate into the next thing. So Yeah, if you just took the Colbert show and put it at late night, mm-hmm. it would be good. But I don't yeah. think that's what they're going to do. No, no. It's going to be different. Yeah. But it'll, it'll it'll be interesting, yeah. I'm it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I'm I'm excited to check out that Stephen Colbert show and see what it's going to be like. So. Oh yeah. So yeah. Anyway, well, okay. So cheers to David Letterman for his cheers. his brief run as uh, yeah, late night show host. Yeah. <sighs> May our years with gentlemen be only as brief. Yeah, exactly. Wow, Brian, what are you thinking about this uh, this Blondale right now? It's it seems fine. Leaves a leaves something on the palate. You know, I wonder how many calories are in this. Oh, man, probably a lot. It's like drinking a milkshake. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the um. topic. And uh, Glenn, this week, um, there's this little video that got posted to thegentleman.com. And <laughs> the gentleman.com. The gentleman.com. And this was <clears throat> posted by Project Mayhem. And at first I looked at it and I was like, this looks stupid. It's like a drone. Like I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And then it started to become really popular on Gentleman. So I, I watched the video and then I understood why it was so popular. Because until you see this, you can't really understand what it really is, but basically it's this thing called Lily, and it's a drone that you toss up into the air. There's no control for it. You have a a monitor on your wrist that the drone pays attention to you and follows you around. And the interesting thing is that it keeps distance and records high-definition video of you, whatever you're doing. Right. So if you're out in nature, say you're going on an African safari, you toss the drone up in the air... You start it up, and it starts following you and taking aerial photography of you doing whatever. It's a very cinematic and interesting-looking video footage. And it can do forwards, backwards, around you. If you're, say, like on a peak, you could throw it up in the air, and it'll take a, sur- a surrounding shot of you. Um, and this this is interesting because I started thinking about this, okay? And this is just V1. This is just version 1. Right. So the logical conclusion of this, Glenn, is that there's going to be like a quarter-sized drone that everybody carries around with themselves. And instead of having a selfie stick, uh, they'll be in New York, they'll be on a hike, they'll be going down white water rapids, and right. they'll toss the, they'll toss toss the camera out there, and the camera will pop up and just take video footage of them. Or if they're just walking around, everybody's going to have a drone following them around, you know? I don't know. What's the where? Where is this stuff going to end at? Because the drone thing is just now starting to kind of take off. Uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. What do you What do you think about drones Ooh, and where they're going to head yeah. in the future? Yeah, Brian. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting stuff. We got drones delivering packages for Amazon. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Um, I think the thing about what made this. If you th- maybe I'm wrong, but this particular device, Lily, I think mm-hmm. what's got a lot of people all hot and bothered isn't what it does per se i mean it's cool it'll you have you basically wear a watch and the drone falls behind you or right. it follows around you or just right. whatever you're doing it just, right. just doing something taking video right 
But the coolest part is that you hold it in your hand and you just toss it out there, and mm-hmm. then as soon as it's in the air, it like starts flying. Yeah, I think it. it, it, it I don't know. I think that part is like the coolest part about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. It's like if it, it let's say it took off like from the ground and like yeah. just like went up and did right. I don't think it would have gotten half the attention that it's gotten. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you're right. It's a good point because it's really great marketing. Yeah. I mean, it makes a great That's the opening shot in the video. Yep. Is the guy taking it out of his pocket or not his pocket, out of his backpack. <laughs> yeah. And throwing it up in the air. And right. then that's the start of the video. So obviously that was like a killer feature that they they yeah. wanted to have some marketing pizzazz. Yep. So that's what they did. They're selling the sizzle, not the steak. That's right. And it's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, how uncool would it be if you had to take it out and place it on the ground yeah. and then wait for a second and then hit a button and then have it like slowly fly out in the air? Yeah. <laughs> it's like way cooler to throw it out there and then have it go. Yeah. I, I don't know about the whole concept of uh, drones following you around. I, I'm weirded out by that. We were talking about before the show about how, you know, what if you didn't have to wear a watch or something like that? If, what if you just said... Follow that person drone. Well, people, everybody has a smartphone. Yeah. So just download the app and toss it up in the air. The phone? No, the, <laughs> the drone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, but, but you know what I mean? Like, say I have I have a drone and I'm and I and I tell the drone, hey, follow this guy right in front oh, of me. Yeah, follow yeah. Brian. Yeah, I gotcha. And mm-hmm. it just follows you around and you don't know it. Let's say it's right. tiny. You know, right. Takes pictures. Right. Obviously, like you said, this is V one, but right. V two could be here quicker than you know it. Right. Yeah. I. I mean. There's always going to have to be some kind of thing that tells it who, you know, it's not just going to be able to, like, I don't know, arbitrarily follow some person or whatever. It seems kind of unlikely. But, I mean, not for, like, 10 years. In 10 years. 10 years, Yeah, huh? we're going to be, we're gonna be a, bit, a bit worried about that. But, um, you know, what, what I think, the only thing about this that I think is weird is, like, a couple things. First of all, the, the all the scenarios that they show in the video are all stuff that I would never do. Like, it's, like, some guy snowboarding down a peak. Yep. Uh, whitewater rafting, um, and somebody hiking to the top of some, you know... Yeah. Somewhere, and then doing an aerial photography thing of it. Right. My typical day is not whitewater rafting, you know, snow snowboarding, or, you know, hiking up some peak. My typical day is, like, sitting on the couch, maybe watching some TV, having some beers... Uh, you know, at work and stuff like that. So I don't know how exciting a uh, drone video of, of the everyday average person is going to be. You know, it's like, well, I don't, you know, I, I could toss it up in my office and yeah. have it watch me like, like aerial video of me like working on the computer. I don't know. I don't know how exciting that's going to be. It's like, it's like what if the car said on the comment <clears throat> to you that I wonder if it has a follow podcast. Yeah. Mode. I mean, that that would be useful. It could be like fl- following us around in a circle. I would apologize to anybody who had you know. to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of distracting. I don't know. Um, I think the text goal, the, the other part of it I was going to say was just that the video that we've all seen is a demonstration. And a lot of these things sometimes demonstrate this technology as being really cool. But the problem with it is how does it, how does it keep you in frame? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it can do calculations probably to try to do that, but really in real time, is it going to be able to keep you in frame? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So it's probably got a ways to go still before it's production ready. Well, yeah, I, I, I think it's just, I think at the end of the day, this is just brilliant marketing that not only is the product cool in, in the way that it'll 
you know the 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 killer feet, you know being able to toss it and just starts mm. flying. But also, if you think about it, at the, at the very core sense of why this is this resonates with so many people is that because, like you said, the people in this demo, in this video, mm-hmm. they're doing all sorts of things that people wish they were doing right now. Yeah, instead of sitting at their desk, right. At work, right? They're they're watching they're watching this video where these people right. are climbing mountains and they're, right. they're being adventurous and they're like right. taking life by the haunches, basically. Right. Yeah, and uh, so they're still in a lifestyle, right? Not only they're the selling yeah. they're selling a lifestyle, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is part of that lifestyle, Brian, being able yeah. to record yourself. You know, well, drone photography it's 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 yeah. really. I mean, in the last couple of years is taken and taken off. I mean, there have been music videos made from it. You keep using that analogy. Yeah. No, I just, I mean, yeah, it's, and I, I've even wanted to take an aerial picture of, you know, my house and stuff like that, you know, so I don't know. It's something that's on people's minds. This is the logical next step. This is the thing. It's, it's much like the Apple watch. I'm excited to see V2. There you go. This this is exciting. I'm really excited about it, but V2 could be amazing. And invasive. And invasive and weird. But I mean that's that's kind of the society we're in right now where more and more of our stuff is getting, you know, I don't know. Technology yeah. is definitely disrupting how we're doing our day-to-day business. So Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't know if someday we're going all going to have drones following us around or what. But I I don't know. Not me. Not you. Never say never. I never say never, Glenn. But I'm saying never. I you know, friendly helpful robot drone. <laughs> you, you never uh, know. You never you know. You never know. I don't know. I might do some cool stuff. I don't know. Alright, Glenn. Well I, I guess the consensus is it's kinda weird and it's great marketing and we're looking forward to see what's gonna happen with the tech. That's right. Brave new world. Brave new world, Glenn. Okay, well, uh, one last thing we're going to talk about tonight, Glenn. Yes. Listen, I was thinking about this. It's time for the questions for the gentleman mailbag. And not only is uh, David Letterman's show late night, late show, not late night, late show, the late show with David Letterman yes. is ending. Um, also, Mad Men is ending after mm-hmm. a run of seven or eight years. I don't know which. But the point is, Mad Men's season, like their their last show, the f- absolute finale of Mad Men was the highest rated finale show of any series in the history of television. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. <clears throat> I, 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 I'm going to miss Mad Men. I am. I... I I kind of got into it midway through the series or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I got to got to like it quite a bit. And it's obviously a phenomenon. A lot of people all over the world are huge Mad Men fans. Um, David Letterman is, is very similar. I mean, he was able to go on a run for 33 years, and, and that's ending. So the question is, what which TV series, uh, any kind of TV series, were you saddest to see, you know, end? Go on the run... You got into it, and you just didn't want it to go away. Well, I, I went, two came to mind immediately, mm-hmm. um, but they're very different. The first one, I got into Lost. I really got into uh, the show Lost. Okay. and But it went on for seven or eight seasons. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I mean, each each episode's like intense, and like it's an investment of time, and, you know, they're long. And so I, by, by the end of the, as I was getting done with, you know, I didn't watch them all. 
in real time. Right. Um, watch them all on DVDs or whatever after the seasons came out. But mm-hmm. I was ready for the show to be done. I mean, I was sad it was ending. Yeah. But I didn't really like the way it ended. Mm-hmm. And I didn't... I was ready for it to be done, basically. Right. Um, right. So, but I, w- I enjoyed the series greatly. That's probably... Mm-hmm. I was sad that it was over in a way. Right. But the, the series I can think of that I was most... That I could not believe was that that was ending and that should hit, should not have ended would have been Arrested Development, oh, okay. the, the original Arrested Development, yeah. not not the rehashed. Right. None of the actors in the same you know scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, current Arrested Development. So mm. yeah, that that'd probably be the. I love that show. Yeah, um, really clever. Mm-hmm. And I think that was all about like. It was right when the web was kind of well, TiVo and everything, and yeah. they weren't really recording anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Network politics, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I've got a few. Okay. okay. I've got a bunch actually. Um, Madman would probably be one. Okay. I mean, I, I was actually, I kind of got, I was like, well, I'm not really into this, and now that it's like ending, now that it's done with, I'm kind of like, man, I, what am I going to watch now? You know. Uh, so Mad Men would be up there. I think. I mean Seinfeld. Oh Seinfeld. Uh, that that was one that even though they went on, they were on forever. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh man, this is kind of a bummer. You know. Yeah. I think a lot of people would agree that that was something that they look forward to every week. You it, know. It could have gone on forever because there was no like. Yeah. Exactly. No exactly. rhyme or reason to it. Right. Um, another one, and this is probably the top one. Okay. The TV series Tenacious D. <laughs> uh, there was only four episodes of the TV series, but every single one was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the same vein, uh, a little comedy sketch show called Mr. Show that ended, I think, after four or five seasons, hmm. um, which I think is probably my favorite sketch comedy show of all time. So those are a few of mine. But what I wanted to say was that you touched on a couple of interesting things when you talked about the two that you picked. Because both of yours were at the opposite spectrum. Right. One was a show that went on for several seasons and you were ready for it to be done when when it ended. And the other one was only on for three seasons, Arrested Development. And you're pissed because it's not... I mean, that's that's where it ended. I... I feel like, I feel like, although I'm gonna miss Mad Men, um, and I like some of the like the Simpsons have been running forever, you know, and I still enjoy some of the Simpsons, stuff yeah. or whatever. Um, I think that there is a better like it's better to burn out than to fade away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a really tricky thing to do. How do you know? I mean, where do you know where to draw the line and cut the series off before it kind of fades away into not being as good as it used to be? I think Mad Men's kind of rare because they went on for several years and they were able to kind of retain the same. I mean, I you know I don't know. I think the same kind of level of interest throughout that whole time. Walking Dead's been going on for a while. Another AMC th- series that right. you know, and, and Mad Men was the one that kind of broke it open for AMC doing series like that. And uh, we got Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's true. That that's a, I haven't watched that one, but that's a that's a huge one. You know. Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those. Where they had the end in mind, maybe, or they knew yeah. how it was going to end. Yeah, I think if, if I'm yeah. understanding it correctly, but yeah. So I don't know. It's tricky, and you know, I was I was thinking about the BBC version of The Office oh, versus yeah. the American uh, version. Yes, which the BBC version is, I think, I want to say two and a half seasons or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very short, 
but every episode is, I think, really great. Yeah, and if yeah. it had gone on for four or five seasons, it probably wouldn't be as good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you kind of just have this arc, and it goes through about you know 25 episodes or something, and then that's it. I don't know. It's a tough call. I think it's the, the, the series that have the real longevity that's really difficult to pull, to, pull off. Yeah. Uh, Arrested Development's great. I love Arrested Development. I haven't watched the new one yet because I keep hearing how terrible it is. Did you watch the one that came out a couple of years ago or two or three years ago? <laughs> There's only one. Okay. Well, I haven't watched it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to. I don't. I mean, it's, I just don't have any interest. I've had every, everybody. I haven't watched it either. And I was excited about it, but then I've had so many people tell me it's terrible that I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to, I don't know. The, the first, the first go around was so good. That's what's weird about Netflix doing all this stuff. Like re- redoing this, all these things and all that stuff. Like Full House. Yeah. Again, there's, Full kind of, house. there's kind of a time and a place for everything <laughs> and trying to recreate that oh, or cash in on that. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but. It's tough. It's tricky. Ah. I guess I should watch the new Arrested Development before I start commenting on whether it's good or not. And, you know. It may be great. I just don't have any interest. I, I don't know. I, I, I like... The original. Yeah, I just don't want to... I like the memory of what it was. Friday Night Lights. Yep. <sighs> that was a train wreck. It was amazing, and then... Yeah. It got really weird, and then it kind of got a little bit better, and then it ended. Tell you what, man. The writer's strike has ruined so many shows. Yeah. Oh yeah! What year was that? Two thousand seven, six. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Well, anyway, Glenn. So okay, both good choices. Arrested Development. I have. I haven't seen Lost. Lost. I haven't, I haven't seen Lost. Uh, I've not watched that. It's a good one. I was gonna say if you needed uh, a TV series to fill your time, I had to stop watching it because it's not. I just didn't. It's really well put together, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. But I think you would like it. Oh, okay. House of Cards. Oh, okay. Have you not seen any? I haven't seen that. Yeah. No? That's good. Yeah. Okay. I'll check out House of Cards. Yeah. I'm going to need something to take my time because I've been I'm watching Mad Men. Right before that, uh, Walking Dead was every, you know, every Sunday. Yeah. So then they stick you with Mad Men and then they're like, and now try our new series. Right. And it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Mad Kids. Yeah. <laughs> the that, children of Mad Men. Uh, yeah. AMC had this this show called Turn or something like that. Turn. Turn? Okay. Yeah. And it was like a Civil War drama or something. And they were just oh. pushing that. I mean, every commercial break, it was like six commercials for this turn. Just trying to get people to, you know. Come on, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, I'll look into Lost. It's great that we have stuff like Netflix now because just go back and for for shows like Mad Men or something like that, you could start watching them and you could watch the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's deadly. It is deadly because if you're watching it real time, you got to wait a full week for the next episode to show up. So I don't know. Walking Dead was the first one where like I got so sucked into it. We were watching it not real time, and we got through some season of it. And I was just like, we have to we have to buy the next season right now 
digitally on Amazon so that we can watch what happens because we were so like we were just like I was wow. like screaming at the TV like no you know like no <laughs> like, how is this gonna play out you know so anyway that's how, that's that's kind of how I was with Lost yeah it's a good uh, it's a good it's a good signal for them when they got they got people so so riled up about that stuff anyway Glenn well that's what they're supposed to do that's what that's what the show should be doing mm-hmm. should be all excited that's their job that. mm-hmm. Uh, and our job, Glenn, is to stop this episode before it goes too long. Like, our job's done. Like like these like these television series that have gone too many years. We've gone too many minutes. <laughs> uh, and this, Glenn, this was episode sixty of the Gentleman Podcast. So this is like season five. So I don't know how many. Wait, how many years is that in the Seinfeld years? That's uh, we had like two hundred episodes, maybe. Yeah, maybe more. So we're a quarter of the way through. Okay, so. When we hit 200, we're done. Mm-hmm. Well. With the first 200. Yeah, we're done with the first 200, and then the second 200 start. Right. Series 2. We'll call it something else. Mm-hmm. So anyway, episode episode 60, done and dusted. Uh, we, we always have episode 61 to look forward to. We do. Now yep. this is over. This is like Christmas. Like, you, we, we go and do the podcast, and it's like, I look forward to it, and then it's over. I'm like, oh, no. You know, the God, podcast is over. Days. I know. And then I'm like, wow, there's always... Episode sixty one. Look forward to. There is. I'm a little disappointed in the beer. I am too. I think my set my my rating was a little high. This 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 was the first time I think in a long time where we haven't had a second beer during the podcast. No, not happening. Mm. This is yeah. I think you really have to really enjoy those kind of beers, and I kind of do actually. I really like the. I enjoy it too. It's three philosophers. Yeah. It's just a very specific kind of beer that you gotta. This is just, I don't know. Mm. The gnome screwed it all up. Yeah, we got off on the wrong foot right from the get go. That's okay. That's right, Glenn. Not gonna get home run every time. No, it's not. That's why we do this, so that when people listen to the, the podcast, they can know, like, well, maybe the exactly maybe the gnome gong isn't really made by gnomes, and I shouldn't buy that beer. Omagong. I should buy a gnome. Gnomagong. Omagong. That's the brewery. The beer is called Gnomagong. Okay. Okay. This whole gnome thing is throwing me off. I noticed. Let's just end the show. We should just need to. We just need to. Okay. I, I'm falling apart. Okay. The wheels good. are falling off my wagon here. Um, well, uh, <laughs> that was the end of episode 60. Looking forward to episode 61. I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sandsbury. We'll see you guys next week for episode 61. Thanks for listening. Good night.